Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's who in applesauce. Three words for that. Who, why, and why. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek here. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. So much to kibitz about. We have a great guy to do it with today. He's about to walk through that door. But first, I'll say hello to my old chum from NFL.com, the author of the uh, of the fabulously successful Pick 6 segment, as well as the NFL Fantasy Live football program, Adam Rank. How are we, Rank? Hey, boss. Thank you for having me. What's Always appreciate to be on your team. Can you cut out the nonsense with that? I, I, I consider you my peer, almost. Almost? Yeah. Almost great fantasy uh, live show today on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, thank you. Pretty I appreciate good. that. You, thanks, you'll, you'll get it going. Thanks for bailing me out when I forgot Dwayne Bowe's name as <laughs> yeah. you stood there. Well, it gave me the opportunity to make a fat joke. You'll have to watch the show to to, to uh, actually get uh, up to speed on that. But uh, all that stuff available at NFL.com. And um, like I say, week three now approaching. I feel such glee. I It's sort of like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that mm-hmm. feeling of, you know, we still, yes, we're here into football season, you know, but like Thanksgiving on Wednesday, you think we have the whole holiday season in front of us. We have those right. vacation days and everything. We have we have 15 more weeks of regular season football to enjoy. We have just begun. I know. It's very exciting. All right. Speaking of uh, exciting for. Oh, but by the way, I should uh, I should mention that, as always, uh, available on iTunes, the Dave Damashek football program. We encourage you, nay, demand that you go over to iTunes and subscribe to that. Wouldn't mind if you threw a little comment in there, you know, mm-hmm. rate it, all that jazz. Um, all right, what, what do you have to say there? Are we doing the 2-6? Who wore it best? I said 2-6, but I want to introduce my guest. Oh, okay. My guest, Adam. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, me. so now you're booking guests now. <laughs> I have to so, do it all, so, apparently. So it must not be a wrestler, so <laughs> if I'm not booking <laughs> you it. You did great with that when you brought the Miz in. That was, that was captivating for 17-year-olds <laughs> and younger. All right. 
Our guest today, one of my very favorites, and uh, with no further ado, let's just play his theme music. Jonah Carey is on the phone. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Carey is on the phone. Hold on, we're listening to your intro. That's right, everybody. You can tell by that it's uh, it's uh, Dick Banks belting out a, a little song that he came up. That's a complete original. Never that, before not, heard never that. heard that before. That's right. Never heard that it's, tune before. It's our it's it's the great author of the extra two percent. One of the uh, one of the great baseball books. Dare I say it's not? I don't think it's hyperbole to say one of the great baseball books that's been written definitely in my lifetime. It's been hailed certainly by uh, by uh, by baseball fans and uh, and critics near and far. Also, one of the newest writers over there at uh, Sporty Simmons's little exploit. There, he's got a website here. He does called Grantland. Yeah, really? Grantland.com. It's Jonah Carey. How are you, fella? I am swell. By the way, if we're ranking occupy or ranking hierarchy based on facial hair, then Adam Rank is actually your boss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with but the half goatee. What do you call that? With the we call this the uh, Orange County. The Orange County. It's uh, it's a requirement. You either have to have the facial hair like this, a tap out shirt, or a wallet chain. And the thing about that facial hair is much like Mark Trumbo, first baseman for the Angels, very powerful but lacking in one part. That's, oh, for that's crying out loud! Don't that. start. <laughs> yeah. Don't start. Of course, I am. Uh, I was excited to know that we were going to have a Grantland writer come in. Uh, disappointed it wasn't the masked man. But anyways, no, he's great. But no, Jonah, Matt is awesome. He's great. You're great. I like all your stuff. I didn't like that you gave the Rangers the AL West for the next 20 years. I thought that was a little bit too premature. I don't know if you've been watching. You you did mention Mark Trumbo. We got some good players coming up through our system. We have Mike Trout. Borges is there. Pretty good. Some Why are pitchers. we talking about the Halos right now? Because they worked their way back into the wild card race, much to the consternation of people who have already kissed the Boston Red Sox into the playoffs, gave them the wild card in July. Here come the Halos, two and a half out. Well, and of course, the extra 2% for anyone not familiar uh, is uh, is about the Tampa Bay Rays and how they've been able to be competitive while playing amongst the the twin evil empires of uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox in that division. You know, the you know Moneyball, the picture's coming out, and as I've said before, the problem with the picture is the problem with the you know as a book, it's fine. It's a you know for for the right. for the new thinking with uh, with the old uh, with the, our old national pastime, but as a movie, it seems strange to me that Hollywood would embrace this one because. Where what's the end of the picture? Hey, we got the wild card. <laughs> you know, it's, it seems strange, but it does lead me to to wonder when are they making the extra two percent into a feature film? Before I answer that question, let me say something about Moneyball. Think about other baseball movies for a second. Think about Major League. They never mm-hmm. won the World Series. The big pinnacle was they won their division. True. The second one was they won the pennant. You've got all these various movies where... Roy the, Hobbs, they only win the pennant. Exactly. Right. Right. It's the climax is not necessarily winning the big one. Even, I mean, if the extra 2% ever did get made into a movie, they won the AL pennant in 2008. They didn't win the World Series either. And my understanding about this movie is that it, it ends pretty much at the end of their 20-game winning streak, which was the highlight of that season. And I, the idea of Moneyball is... 
is that it's an idea. It's not, well, let me tell you about the Oakland A's beginning to end. It's they did this thing, they thought this way, therefore. And my book, kind of like that too. And so if it ever gave me, made into a movie, and for anybody listening, you can call me. <laughs> That'd you be could, wonderful. You could follow yeah. me on Twitter. You could email me. I'm right around. That's fine. I'm very happy to be Who plays John Please Madden now? Joe Madden, you mean? Joe Madden. I'm sorry, Joe um, I, had, I, I did this for the same Pete Times where I casted everybody in the movie. Oh, I remember uh, John Slattery from uh, Mad Men. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, perfect. right, with the glasses, Absolutely. the hair, Getting and very intelligent. horn ribs. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that, that I had great. Jimmer Fredette as Andrew Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, the thing about money, is that true? They just talk about that 20-game winning streak? Well, that's kind of the, the In 2002? Of the, that's kind of the, the dramatic scene is Scott Hatterberg. And I haven't seen the movie, but Rob Nyer explained it to me. He did get to see an advanced copy because he's more famous than I am. Scott Hatterberg hit a game-winning home run in the 20th game, and Hatterberg is portrayed as one of the protagonists of the book and of the movie. Right. Played by Chris Pratt, great on Parks and Rec, great actor. And so that's my understanding of how it kind of climaxes. But the movie's they, about a lot of other things. And they show that the Angels went 18-2 and two in that stretch and lost only two games. And it, Actually, they went on to win the World Series that year. You know, I'm not going to monkey around with the chances. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what your ball club's all about. That's that's. The I thing. like the rally monkey. There's the, the green monkey. Mon- the Red Sox have the green monster. Really? You have a big wall. Wrigley Congratulations. Field has, yeah, Wrigley Field has has the ivy on the you walls. Have you have vegetation. You have you congratulations. You have a chimpanzee. Yes, thank congratulations. you. Original. You guys understand those dumb don't... thunder sticks. Thunder sticks oh, are the worst. For it's the same thing as is Sacramento with the cowbell. I don't understand giving credit to their family. Hey, it's the loud, it's the <laughs> hey, loudest you know place what? in it's the loudest place in the league. Yeah, because you're using artificial noise. The That's race why. have cowbells too. To I be love fair. no I, good. I love the guy who waves around a little gold towel would be up there on Mount Pius casting his you eyes on other people. First of all, not only did he besmirch the gold towel, but he threw the Pius back at you. That's like a double damage offense. <laughs> Let me throw this back at you. Ow! That's right. You felt the sting of the Han Solo edition blaster. Jeez. Don't cry. Listen, here's the thing. I think you both know this about me. I like to have fun. But, Adam, sometimes you go too far. Sometimes you go too far. All like right, Jerome so Simpson too far? Or? <laughs> wow. That was, well, that, that does remind me. Remember when it was because that's uh, semi-Steelers related. Bam Morris. Got arrested, remember, for driving. He had in his car at one point. He got uh-huh. pulled over, and he had six pounds <laughs> of uh, of the weed in his car. And I remember thinking at the time, six pounds? My <laughs> goodness. And then like a year later, Nate Newton got pulled over with 600 pounds. <laughs> it's like uh, that Club Paradise movie. Did you see that with Eugene Levy? Sure. And uh, Robin Williams where they get the trash bag? That's what I imagine. Peter O'Toole. It's a, it's a wonderful picture. That's what I imagine showed up at Jerome Simpson's house. See, you're getting a fl- you're getting the feel for it. Sporty Simmons is rigid as your boss, I imagine, but you're getting a flavor for the way Damashek and Rank do it. You know, we're all over the place. But Sporty Simmons, is he, a, is, he a, is he a pretty tough boss? Is he like, Kerry, get in here. <laughs> it's Mr. Simmons. Get in my office. All right. Get the door. He, he's great. Your work is... <laughs> We have a standard here, Grant, and you, frankly, are not meeting it. Nah, it's my way or the highway. Is that how it is? No, he's actually been very nice. And I don't buy it. They seem to like my work, and uh, I don't know. I'm portrayed as the nerd there, which is not inaccurate. And uh, no, it's good. It's Sporty honestly- Simmons is positioning you as the nerd. <laughs> hmm. 
Well, well, he's a reality TV nerd. Maybe I'm more of the sports nerd. Yes, That's what you... I should be called, by the way. We're trying to brand my column. I know. It. Maybe the listeners could help it. us out by emailing the, the Emeshek show because we're trying to figure out something. The best uh, suggestion that I've heard is poutine on the Ritz. I love it. A, a oh, French-Canadian, a, yes. a man from Montreal rank, actually. That's where you can commiserate. You know, he lost his Montreal Expos. Mm-hmm. And as anyone who listens to this program knows, you lost your L.A. Rams. So. And we both a lot have of uh, Vince Ferragamo jerseys from our youth. That's right. There's your point of connection. That's right. I did. I was on the Corolla podcast the other day. Another Rams fan, but not a fan of. You're not a fan of his because he still supports the St. Louis Rams. But we did talk about Ferragamo actually at length on the show. You did. Very... The Alouettes Rams connection is very strong. Well, the for... worst thing that Corolla franchise... saying that Adam Corolla supports the Rams is is kind of tough when he could maybe name Steven Jackson. Maybe <laughs> fair. Does fair. he know who the quarterback is? No. No, not chance. a chance. No he's still he's Jim Everett, right? He still thinks I it's think that's it. Yeah. Does he think it's Dieter Brock? Still? Uh, there he goes. Rank jumps reference. into the rank jumps into the into a tie. We name uh, we see who can name Dieter Brock organically on the show. Is that right? Each week, and I think that brings us to a tie now. That might we're deadlocked. Good, but that was the worst thing that happened. Is the Rams coming off the Super Bowl win? They go back to Pat Hayden instead of staying with Vince Ferragamo. You know, they don't, oh, you know, because back then the the whole notion was still you don't lose your job to injury. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing. And that brings me to another thing. And I've seen this uh, in reference to guys like Eric Decker, who are now starting. Can we rename the Wally Pip thing? Hmm. That was like 100 years ago. Like, literally, it's getting close. Or at least come up with a football equivalent. But like a football. You could have Mm -hmm. Tom Brady'd somebody. I'll tell you what it is. Michael Vick? No, yeah, it's it's, uh, Trent Green somebody. That's the 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 big The only thing is in football, it happens all the freaking time, especially running backs because they're so fickle and they have so few miles anyway. Like, you're out. Arian Foster is not going to carry that. I'm a Ben Tate owner, so I'll just say this flat out. Arian Foster can can just go into a hole. Stay away. He's never playing again. It's not happening. He's going to be in the CFL next week. It very well, you know, it really could be with <laughs> that, that he's the superior back and maybe that will prove itself over the next couple of weeks and and it really will be that. This that which would maybe make him Arian Foster the all-time first round fantasy bust if that actually happened because people took him in the took, was Ryan take, Grant taken in the first round I think he might have been at the end of first round last year he, he was one but Aaron Foster for a lot of people was the number one overall and what if he really does uh, there were a lot more of than AP I, I mean, I don't Elliot know more Harrison, than AP. Right? He, yeah, I in know. our NFL Experts League or our NFL Network. I think it was the Experts League. Somebody did. Them. Yeah, no, a lot of people did that. All right, very quickly, let's just tend to some business here that we, we, because we uh, honor each episode by naming the athlete who wore that number best. Number 26, pretty good number um, for NFL guys. Rod Woodson, mm-hmm. Robert Smith, Beanie Wells. Wendell Tyler, did he he wore twenty six, right? Wendell Tyler, yeah, absolutely. Wendell Tyler, maybe not that good. And Herb Adderley. I guess it comes down to Woodson or Adderley there, and I guess you gotta go Woodson, right? Because none of us saw Herb Adderley play. So by that alone. There it yeah. goes. I'm gonna go Woodson, second place, the great Matt Snasland. Oh, very good. Oh, good for you. Nice. A puck guy. You know, this is an, something that uh, Carrie and I have kibitzed about in the past is the fact that I am an American who loves hockey more than baseball, and he's the opposite of that. A French-Canadian, no less, who admires oh. our national pastime, or I guess what I always say is our previous national pastime, because let's be honest, football is now that now takes that mantle. That but winking, in baseball, that winking bastard, you've Patty got, Roy. You've got Wade Boggs, Billy Williams. Mm-hmm. In the NHL, Wait, it is it, a great name. 
Go ahead. I was going to say, in baseball, the Angels have retired number 26 in honor of Gene Autry. Oh, yeah. That's a nice one. That's a good one. That maybe is even better than Rod Woodson. That's pretty cool. I think that's a a neat thing. They're the first organization to do something like that. Something like that, yeah. They considered him the 26th The Bears still wear the GSH, right, for They still do. Yeah, that's very cool. uh, That's a pretty cool thing. NHL, Peter Stasny, his son Paul Stasny, Darius Kasparitis, former Pittsburgh Penguins uh, captain, Oris Kindrachuk. So... I guess let's give it to Woodson or Kindred. No, we'll give it to Woodson. All right, so now we can press forward. And like Jonah says, he's got many things going on. Make sure you check him out at grantland.com and uh, go get extra 2%. You'll be glad you did. I still have an extra copy of that that I'm waiting to give out for uh, because we always intend to do tweet and A segments here, and we and we just don't find the time to do it. Um and uh, so, so, but we will give one of those away at some point soon. But in the meantime, unless you're the lucky soul who wins that book, go get yourself a copy of it. Um, and also, at Jonah Carey, drop him a line, drop me a line, at Damashek or Rank, at Adam Rank. And let's figure out this uh, this name for Jonah Carey's column, his uh, his recurring column there on Grantland. I like poutine on the Ritz pretty well. It's a, that little, is great. a little esoteric, but Grantland, let's face it, is pretty esoteric. If anybody see the TV ads... Oh boy, <laughs> that's. Uh... What's your take on the uh, on those ads? Well, one of them is interesting because there's a woman talking pretty much throughout the whole right. thing, a fairly attractive lady, and she's actually reciting a part of a column written by Katie Baker. One of the first things that it may be the first article that ever appeared on the site. It's verbatim a paragraph from oh, her column. It? And Katie's huh. a great writer and a great human being anyway. So I'm cool with that, but it's so stylized. You talk about a speakeasy. It's all speakeasy stuff. And it's one thing when you and I are knocking back a couple of belts. Another thing when it's appearing on ESPN, like during a big game or something, and it's just... You feel a little bit self-conscious. I don't like to draw. I'm a self-promoter who doesn't like to draw attention to myself. I don't know how that's possible, but that's what I am. I'd like to see Jonah Carey appear in one of these ads. I'm very yes. tall. Instead of the boxer guy, the guy who's like, you feel one of those five-finger death punches. Punches <laughs> on your feet, your back, your eyes. But you should do that one. With the nasal... Or better yet, better yet, better yet, Sporty Simmons does that. You can feel one of the punches, arches of your feet, in your back, and in your eyes, guys. Like I'm going to go blog about it. I'd like to apologize to my employer. <laughs> the views of the Dave Damashek podcast do not necessarily represent the views of uh, Joe McCary. All right, we have a lot of football to kibitz about. and but Were Joe we McCary- done with hockey? I can't ask him about the Michael Richards trade. I want to talk about a lot of different right. things. No, no, no. You I'm should behind ask on my hockey. I'm you should ask me football. before you ask him. But Jonah Carey, I will say here and now, um, I have talked to Sporty Simmons and uh, a few other people. You know, hockey's back in now that Sporty Simmons has decided it's in because mm-hmm. his Boston Bruins lifted the cup. Um, we're going to do a fantasy hockey league this year. Just hockey or are we going to do hockey. the League of Leagues? Well, here's the thing. Why we Jonah and I, for about a year now, have gone back and forth. About the idea of doing League of Leagues, which is the which is NFL, MLB, and I'll tell you, we could start it. Maybe that's the punishment to the NBA. You look NBA. We didn't do it to you. You did it to you. Well, well, I'd love to do college. No, 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 no. no. You're not picking Big West. You're not. You're not picking Big West guys or anything like that. But you you limit it to uh, Big East. Well, it's a little tricky to do these uh, days sure. as everybody Big moves East, around. Yeah, yeah. That, could be a, that could be tough. As... I think Montana's now in the Big East now. I think that's actually happening. TC, I, I, I think get... UNLV what? is applied to be in the Big Ten. Wait, well, I'm, I'm kidding. They're UNLV crazy. actually seceded to Europe. It's very complicated <laughs> what's going on right now. Um, I do want to get to that, though, actually, because Jonah Carey is, uh, is conversant huge, on pretty he's much— He's a huge 
uh, hoops fan. Yeah, I'll, college I, I'm going to do some college basketball writing on Grandland.com when baseball season ends. I won't disappear when baseball's over. Thank goodness. Doing some of that. Um, who do you who do you think is? Well, the... wait, wait, let me, I do I do want to get to that since we yeah. since we got on the subject of that real quick is the um it, is the league of leagues. Hockey, let's yeah, just finish that up. Yeah. Is the idea that you draft? Let's see who truly is the the fantasy champion of champions. NFL, baseball, let's say it's hockey instead of NBA. And uh, so you win each league, fine, but now it's, say, two years or three-year commitment on the calendar. And imagine the draft for that. That's really the exciting part for me and I think for Jonah. How much fun would it be to have a dozen fellows around and for that for the first three rounds? For the first overall pick, I'll take LeBron James, Sidney Crosby, you know, I mean, yeah. who is it? Kevin Durant, you know, that, or, or do you go Albert Pujols and the trades league, the league, that would be, it would just be gangbusters. When you were starting with LeBron and Crosby, I thought you were going to the all ugly team, which we've all oh, discussed before. <laughs> that's another one of sporty. Yeah. Sidney Crosby's one of the 10 ugliest athletes I've ever seen. I said, what are you talking about? Then the 86 Celtics a, had 10 Celtics guys who were ugly. Fan. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, how dare you with the Jerry Seasting was the good looking guy on that team. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, it's preposterous. So, um, but, uh, but so we, we go, we talk about those, uh, those uh, basketball conferences, the, the, I should say, the college conferences and um that's something i gotta sit down and write i want to write a eulogy to the big east because i say it's nothing less than the greatest basketball conference in in college history i mean we grew up with this stuff if you think about the 80s and you think about georgetown st john's and and mullen and, and ewing and those guys syracuse when they came along. think about that think the 80s if you're too young to remember that yeah the 80s and this is before espn really embraced uh embraced the big east starting a little. who was the guy who is the guy who called mike gorman i think is his name who well does he did the celtics, celtics games, games. Yeah. right but uh, there were back in the day it was len berman and yep. then he gave way to mike gorman but mm. it was it was uh, appointment television well before the days of TiVo or mm-hmm. anything else. And you would watch Mike Gorman at one of these joints. And it w- there were these titanic teams. Like you say, it was Michael Adams with BC. And those Nova teams were really good. I mean, I there were so many colossal teams back then. There was a Syracuse-Georgetown game. This might have happened more than once. But I can remember one specifically when it was the height of that rivalry. And a, a Georgetown guy came to the foul. It might have been Reggie Williams or David Wingate or one of those guys. And people from behind the backboard started throwing oranges at the back of the glass backboard. And, I mean, I don't know what happens if you miss. Presumably David Wingate. Gate loses a couple of teeth. But I just thought that's an amazing wow. And you you would get not only kicked out of the arena, but you'd never be allowed on campus again if that happened now. But wow, and that's our our lifetime. We're not talking about you know nostalgia from the '30s. This was in 1986 or whatever. Well, I mean, in rank, you think and and the big news and the the, the first of all, uh, let me just say this: I am against change. I'm as a, I'm a as curmudgeonly as it gets. I'm I, I like tradition over all else, but this move is good news. Everyone is wringing their hands about this. Listen, like Coach Knight kind of talked about uh, with regards to another subject, it's going to happen, so just lay back and enjoy oh, it, everybody. I mean, the, This is a great analogy, yes. Well, I'm I, I'm just saying that I'm just using, the, I'm right. paraphrasing Anyways. what he said. I assume he meant sleep. Yeah, whatever he was talking I don't remember what he was talking about. The particulars aren't important. But listen, this is good news, college football fans. Everybody has always begged for a playoff. This is going to do it. Four mega conferences is going to – there may be five mega conferences the way it, it, it plays out. But the big news, Syracuse and Pitt now leaving the Big East and going to the ACC – 
I, I it, it's going to be a lot of fun, obviously, in, in basketball terms. I would say that if you were to rank the all-time great basketball conferences, eras for basketball, Big East, 80s, um, I'd say Big Ten in the 90s was great. I ACC, mean, the ACC specifically with Duke and Carolina, and there were a, some other teams. Right, ACC, NC, I would NC say State. 80s. And Virginia with Ralph Maryland. Sampson. Maryland had some teams, sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, but I think of recent vintage, you would say the Big East with, a, you know, those, it's a massive conference, but is that diminished your enjoyment of the Big East that there are 16 teams in there? That's basketball specific, but now the ACC, the, the hoops is going to be grand with, uh, with Syracuse Pitt is, uh, you know, over the last decade been pretty good now joining Duke and UNC, but the football, the football, everybody imagine that what, what a football conference that puts together. And once everybody gets their duck in a row, you're going to have four mega conferences. Each conference will yield a champion, and I assume that that will lead to a, a, a natural Final Four, right? Can we all agree that Boise State should get screwed again, though? Because that is going to no. happen. Well, that's going to happen. They're I don't, going I don't to, want him to get should. screwed. I'm being facetious, but he's, he's, they're going to get screwed. Absolutely. they cru- And that's the thing. But they crushed Georgia in Atlanta. They should get sure. the benefit of the doubt because they these SEC schools don't go and play them. Ole Miss is never – I don't know when they're going to be better than Boise State. No disrespect never, to Ole Miss, yeah. but, I mean, you know. There's a few teams. A few of the top teams, like Alabama's really good sure. and like that. But Boise State and everybody – Until put, they get busted for more recruiting violations and they yeah. go away for 10 years. Like and everybody always can like, oh, Boise State wouldn't – they wouldn't be able to do anything. They would beat Kentucky. I'm they a would snob, beat the Mississippi. Though, but I'm a snob with that because it is – there is the every weakness, uh, the every weakness – I don't mean to say W E A K. I mean the 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 fact that week after week it, you have a tough game. That that if you're in the SEC that or the or the Big Ten, even if you make fun of Minnesota or Indiana or or Vanderbilt or, or or whatever, those you know those are those teams are better than the third place team in the Mountain West. I would give that more credit if Utah State didn't almost knock off Auburn in Auburn. I think that you're mostly right, but I think we have to allow for some leeway, too. I mean, Boise State has an easy schedule most of the time, but then they go and play these big teams and they beat them. And the same thing happens in basketball. The Mountain West is a legitimate conference now. Yes. San Diego State and BYU. Now, this could change. These things are cyclical, but for right now, they're powers. Yes, I'm glad you're giving the Mountain West the 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 the, the respect props. that they deserve. The kids call it props. The props, yes, as the, as the kids are saying. San Diego State, I will contend. That bogus little shoulder bump thing against UConn in the NCAA tournament yeah. down in that that changed the entire complexion of the game. San Diego oh, State was cruising. San Diego State would have knocked them off if it wasn't for that bogus technical foul. I think you can make that case. And they were uh, a two seed, by the way. If they were in a major conference, they would have been a one seed. That of matchup course. might not have even happened. So, yeah. And, well, and, and of course, the biggest travesty was the BYU thing where they suspended um what was his name? Davies. Anthony Davies. Yeah, yeah. That was self-imposed. Yeah, self-imposed. I mean, and then they insane. reinstated him. Yeah. Oh, gee, let's only have him not on the team when they have the one chance to actually go deep into the tournament. You'll never see that again. Danny Ainge and Jimmer Fredette happened once every three years. I get years. what you're ta- getting at. That They're going crazy. deep. I get it. The whole yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, his skin color not the same as Jimmer Fredette's. What a coincidence! Wow, <laughs> that's shocking. All right, that fellas, was- let's move on to so let's transition into something. This is a question I wanted to ask you because Sidney Crosby is now back on the ice to much fanfare, at least in Pittsburgh. But, of course, any objective hockey fan knows that it's a detriment for him to the sport, for him to not be out there. Ratings go down and so on. Tiger Woods, his, uh, his you know, falling on his face the last couple of years has hurt the game of golf. Now, I know this is a semi-old conversation, 
because Tom Brady, when he went down, ratings still thrived uh, a few years ago. But now Peyton Manning is out. And Tony Romo has the punctured lung. A punctured lung, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I think he's talking about playing. An organ. He has an internal <laughs> organ that was punctured. It's, tough. It, it's insane. I mean, listen, as ridiculed as he was a week ago, I mean, what a, what a thing to be able to get out there and still sling it around with a punctured lung. I bruised lung. my ribs playing basketball, and I couldn't walk up the stairs for two weeks. It's so, amazing. Yeah. It's well, really but nobody ever questioned his toughness. They, he just makes bad decisions. I suppose. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't erase what uh, the fact you that he throws tough, games away. But he lose but, games. Well, but he did pull that game out. He's so a that tough, was, bad quarterback. That's right. That was that was pulling it out in the clutch uh, in in candlestick against. Uh, we'll see if that team's for real or not, San Francisco. But so is there with Peyton Manning out with Michael Vick maybe missing this game? Is there anyone who in the in the NFL that could diminish ratings? The loss of that player. I tend to think not. I mean, to me, I like the NFL. And far be it for me to come on an NFL show and denigrate it too hard. But I will say this. The NFL, uh, I hope I'm okay in saying this, benefits from two things, gambling and fantasy. I mean, in a big, big way, there's no question about it. In a way that other sports cannot. It's not as easy to gamble on other sports. Uh, fantasy is just not as whatever, convenient or fun. or So you just get a lot of that, and it ropes in casual fans, and that's the difference. If you take the baseline, if you say, okay, here's my 10 million fans, Every all the major sports have ten million fans, even hockey. But then you're getting multiples and multiples, or in their little office league, and they do this, or you know, they bet on the side with their buddy, or maybe even they'll you know place a bet in Vegas, and you just get that. And so you're involved. Think about it for a second. If you're a Detroit Tigers fan, are you really going to turn on the Astros and the Pirates in September when they're both eliminated? Of course not. Are you going to turn on the 49ers and the Seahawks if you're a Bengals fan? And it's the end of the season. Oh, heck yeah, because you own Alex Smith and you want to shoot yourself if you own Alex Smith. But, you know, it's that kind of Frank thing. Gore there, maybe. Frank Gore, I don't You're know. You're exactly right. I say, I say that all the time. Yeah. I, I claim to be a fan of various sports, but there are very few sports where I just casually watch random games. Like, uh, baseball is a perfect – I would never watch the – you know, for instance, I would never watch the Nets and Nuggets get it on or anything like that. I probably would because I'm a big, big basketball fan. But but I think the point is is the same. Is it's just – it's that – we everybody has avidity to teams. Sports are based on. I grew up in Indianapolis. I'm a Colts fan. I grew up here, but the ability to draw you to other games, the fact that you everybody subscribes to Sunday Ticket or whatever the equivalent, because everybody wants all 16 games. I care so much about the freaking Jaguars. But you don't really care about the Jaguars. You own MJD. It's an amazing thing. I know, but so by that logic, yeah. though, because you then it, it transcends the city, then and, yeah. and you individually own him per se, on your fantasy team, sure. wouldn't that then make, mean that the loss of Peyton Manning would, would diminish the sport or diminish the ratings? Well, first of all, quarterbacks are not as important as running backs, which is one that's like, you know, the, the rampant popularity of, I don't know, Arian Foster, for example, we're talking about him. Well, Arian Foster is, in real football terms, a very replaceable commodity. They're replacing him right now. But in fantasy, he's a big deal. So there will always be another guy. Peyton Manning is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, but as from fantasy purposes, I mean, you can just get if you own Josh Freeman too, you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. I enjoy no Peyton Manning. <laughs> really, <laughs> I know you do? I'm you're a Kerry Collins it. fan because of the facial hair? Because of the facial hair, he's as old as I am. I appreciate all of that stuff. But it's true. I was uh, driving home the other day and listening to the local rock station here, and the DJ wacky DJ guy was talking about Cam Newton on his fantasy team. Everybody has a fantasy football team. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays fantasy baseball anymore. Nobody plays fantasy basketball. 
And unless we do the league, of I leagues, love fantasy baseball. I do actually enjoy See, fantasy baseball. But are you still involved. in first place? Are you? Uh, uh, I, I'm running away with it. It's his experts league, and boy, it's not it exactly is. experts. It's kind of quasi experts. Some of us are some experts. are some are experts. Damashek is uh, is in the non side. Apparently, you're kind of hanging in, but not like one team or two. Was, yeah, my team wasn't bad. Yeah. I over, it was an auction league though, and I and I overspent uh, coming out of the gate on Carl Crawford and Evan Longoria. <laughs> yeah, that that was my mistake. Jeez. Yeah. See, but that's. But I don't. A lot of people don't play fan. I I don't really get into fantasy baseball. But you have to I be would, involved. Oh, right. I, I would yeah. watch a regular season Padres Rockies game. Would you? I would go to it. I mean, I go to Padres. I'm not I a, going I'm not to a games is different right. because okay, you're I, eating and you're with your buddies. But I was I would at a Dodgers watch it, game absolutely. last night. It was a useless Dodgers game, but I was there and it was well, a I lot watch, of fun. I won't watch the Dodgers. Well, I understand but, that. I would watch. I mean, when TBS puts on the Phillies versus whoever they're playing, the Astros or whatever, I watch it. By the way, that's the ironic thing. Nobody goes to NFL games. Nobody. You sit it because you're missing the other game. You can have your phone, but it's not the same. You have your TV picture and picture and picture. Going to a game is admitting defeat, basically. It's like, well, okay, all right, I guess I'll be committed to this Panthers game. But you're missing everything else. I agree with you about that, that right now I think that it's starting to register for a lot of people. Why am I going to go to the trouble and, and have expensive. to park? And it's it's, it's spendy. Exactly. I may as well just stay here and watch the games, and I can track my fantasy players and so on and so everything. forth. But – I think that technology is in five years. We'll just sit there and yeah, watch all the games on your, you know, you'll just close your eyes for a second and they'll all pop up like uh, Terminator. Sure. Yeah. When the taxpayers fork over the next $1.5 billion to build a new stadium and the team owner has nothing to do with it, they're spending for the iPads or whatever it is. Oh, yes, then we'll get that. Yeah, we had That's a great they... conversation with our pal Drew McGarry last week, uh, our mutual pal. Yeah, He's been on my his, podcast too. He's great. His futuristic. They were talking about some of the implications of that. But yeah, won't that be great when we can just uh, conjure in our mind? We won't need to have uh, an external device. It'll just be plain. Land it in our head, don't you understand? <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like Wrath of Khan when the worm goes in goes in the guy's ear, but it'll be for good, not for evil. For good. And we'll just we'll just think. I I need to see what the I want to see what's going on down there in uh, in Houston, Texas, in that uh, Colts and Texans game. And it'll just happen in your eyes. As the no official sports know. nerd of Grantland.com, that's how my brain operates already. It's just implanted. <laughs> in fact, my, my wife has a term for it when she can tell that I'm deep in thought. She just looks at me and she goes, Paul Canerco. Paul Canerco is code for, oh, my God, you're the biggest nerd ever. And you have all these things going through your head. It's understood that it's Paul Canerco. You like him more than Trumbo? Um, a little bit because he gets on base more. But Canerco's, you know, on the downside. I think that in a year or two, Trumbo will be more valuable. Thank hey, you. Uh, hey, uh, Jonah Carey, I know what the answer is, but uh, your NFL football team. Uh, I'm a Jets fan, which is weird. I grew up in Montreal, so it was kind of whatever was. First of all, there was no Sunday ticket or anything, so it was whatever was on TV. So you had AFC East and NFC. East. I was just going to say, I would think like that the natural that that the regional team would have been the Patriots, right? Um, I mean, they were on too. I, I just for whatever reason, it was just before Flutie, and Flutie's a likable underdog kind of guy. It was just before that when I started watching. It was like Richard Todd and Freeman McNeil and. They weren't a good, great team. No, we talk about no. that team all the time. It's one of the great forgotten teams in in, uh, in my lifetime. Pretty good, but entertaining. Except for Richard Wesley Todd. Walker right. was really yeah. entertaining. Altoon was really entertaining. Yep. And the sack exchange, of course, for defense, this was like the sack exchange was right at the beginning of my fandom, was exciting. So, And it's a strange thing. Jerry because my, Holmes on defense. It's yeah. a DB, big lanky DB. Yeah. And my basketball team was the Celtics because my dad was a Celtics fan. So I grew up rooting for a New York football team and a Boston basketball team. And it makes no sense other than they both wear green but that i've stayed fans of the, both those teams for better or for worse 
until this day. Well, what do you think? I say about the Jetropolitans that they <laughs> that they are smoke and mirrors, and and that's going on uh, two plus years now that they that they sort of backed into the playoffs, and then they go to the AFC title game, which then makes things murky. That obviously Rex Ryan knows how to turn it on at the right time, mm-hmm. but they really shouldn't have been in the playoffs two years ago. We can all agree on that. They backdoor in last year, and now they're two and zero because Tony Romo throws the game away. And all that being said, let me just say as a caveat, because Rex Ryan's, you know, is a fun guy to make fun of, you know, with the obesity and the the fetishes and all that kind of stuff. Let me sit, go on record and say this to to clarify. I think he is the best thing for football going. I think he's he right. is the best thing for the NFL. I love him. Hey, he has fun. He cracks wise. Enough with the old guys in the hats who are stoic and have no emotion. I want to say, for the record, I think Rex Ryan is gangbusters, and if he didn't happen to play in the same conference, his team wasn't in the same conference with my team, I would like him even more. But I realize once we get into January and it's getting down to it, I I, I can't stand him when he's doing the talking. But is is there anything better than Rex Ryan going right now? Well, I agree with the Rex Ryan point. Uh, Very entertaining. I would say that about any sport. In fact, um, I had this discussion with Sporty Simmons and a couple of my other my Grantland colleagues. We were talking about baseball. And we were saying one of the things that it lacks is is a rabble rouser, is an S disturber, basically. That and one guy's Nigel Morgan, who's emerges sure. this kind of personality. But Nigel Morgan's not the best player in baseball. If you know Evan Longoria was this real crazy guy or whatever, I think that would add to the game. Sure, and Rex I mean, Ryan the, brings the, up from the coaching position. And the example of that is the best example I can think of for all of time, the greatest of all time, Ali. I mean, that what. Oh, yeah. Can you? I always Skill say, with incredible. Can you game, imagine you know? if Ali were playing today or was was boxing today in his prime and doing the stuff? I mean, he wouldn't get away with it. I mean, yeah. he couldn't do the stuff that he did with Joe Frazier about comparing him to a gorilla and everything. People would be up in arms. But I mean, you you go back and you watch those old press conferences, his back and forth with Howard Cosell. There's just nothing funnier than that. Than that stuff. Can you imagine if anybody was half of that? Charles Barkley and Floyd Mayweather threatened to beat up an eighty-year-old man. (laughs) Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty good. And it's it's getting there. Boxing's got its own marketing problems today. What if Muhammad Ali was a cleanup hitter for the Twins? I think that's the point. Is it's just like it would change things dramatically. And I like that about Ryan. And it's weird to hear from coaches because if you think about other sports too, like. Oh, Stan Van Gundy. Ah, he's the lightning rod for the NBA. Well, no, he's a coach. It's very maybe football is unique in that the coach can take that kind of position. Like Lombardi became larger than life in this. Phil Jackson has what nine, ten rings. He gets these, you know, New Yorker type of pieces, very highbrow written about him. But it's not like Phil Jackson. Oh, he's so much fun. God, I can't no, wait to watch a game because of Phil Jackson. Well, Joe Madden is is pithy. He's not he's not outrageous, but he's very. But he is. Uh, if you're a very an insider, if you write about the sport, you love Joe Madden. I mean, Joe Madden to, to write a chapter in a book about him was amazing. But if you're a race fan, now you're rooting for Longoria or David Price or whatever. Well, that's that's what I always say. I've said I, when I visited. By the way, that's one of the many things you can find on Grantland and also JonahCarry dot com is uh, Jonah's uh, terrific podcast. And uh, last time I I paid a visit there, we we kibitzed about that. All right, we're going too long. We always go too long with Jonah Carey. That's why we're going to do it for the first time in Dave Damashek football uh, program history. That's what we call it, the Dave Damashek <laughs> football program. That's the name of the show, right? Yeah, I okay, think yeah. so. Yeah. DDFP? Um, yeah, that's it. Um, we're going to stop down here. Thus ends side A, but flip it on over. Side B coming up for you again. DaveDamashek.NFL.com, also on NFL.com or on iTunes. We'll be right back with side B for you. Dave, Dave. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.